Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, that's what's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about Beaver, for example. Is is your is your book for sale about? Yes. I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me Say it like you mean it. This is my body. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 128. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So uh, Let Me Tell You is uh, kind of my anchor podcast dealing with politics, uh, current events, cultural issues, stuff like that. When something pops up that really I, I feel like I just have to you know, have my Yo Dre, I got something to say moment with it, I put together a podcast and throw it up. I used to try to do it weekly. Um, scheduling kind of got rough with that, uh, with different job and, you know, life happening. So this just became a as needed podcast that I do every so often, which most of them, uh, the podcasts I do, the only one that's really well scheduled is the fifth seal, which is going on right now every day. There's an episode of that. You can check that out over on the Evangelical Norm uh, channel. Um, you know, if you haven't already, hit subscribe. You know, hit the notification. Get all the content that I release when I release it. I'm hoping to have a couple of unsolicited episodes coming up here soon uh, with some new music that has been out over the last few weeks. Get that all uh, reviewed and, and taken care of. And then... Um, it's been a long time since I've done back-to-back episodes of Let Me Tell You, but yesterday I really wanted to talk about, um, you know, the whole issue with race and politics and, and stuff like that. But then there was another thing that I, I just didn't think I had the time to put it all into one episode. So today I want to address, uh, which most of you have probably seen already, the episode of Saturday Night Live and Goober the Clown and her uh, abortion at the age of 23, right? And so I wanted to address that, and it kind of kind of ties in with another thing that I wanted to talk about, another story that came out sometime last week, I, some comments that had been made by Alyssa Milano that really kind of I wanted to just kind of, I guess, just really vent about just how vile uh all of this is and and again just how vile the the culture is when it comes to this uh issue of abortion and just the how people are so tone deaf uh blind you know um particularly blind to all these issues and just continue to uh you know to make excuses, poor excuses, uh, for the legitimacy, uh, of abortion. So as always, anytime I look at abortion, I, I throw this counter up. So if you're listening, you can't see it. Um, if you're watching the video, you can see, I've got, um, this basically it's just a a stat box, uh, dealing with abortion and so on. Um, in the United States today, 1,300 babies have been murdered since 1973. Roe v. Wade, 63,244,000 babies have, have lost their lives um, 
due to quote unquote legal uh, abortion in this country. Uh, by Planned Parenthood, uh, 9 million of those uh, since 1970. Um, by Planned Parenthood this year, 318,000 babies have been murdered so far this year. Um, again, th- after 16 weeks of gestation, 35,000 of those uh, babies have been murdered after 16 weeks. So, again, where none of their argue, I mean, none of their arguments work anyway, but none of the regular arguments, oh, it's just a clump of cells, it's just a bit of tissue, it's just a product of conception, none of those arguments work at 16 weeks when that baby has developing lungs, a heartbeat, eyes, ears, fingers, toes, all these things are developing. Um, he can, uh, he or she can respond uh, to verbal stimuli, mom and, and dad's voices and other voices that it hear, hears outside the womb. It will respond and react to those. Uh, so we'll keep this up and let this go. Again, I, I like this because it gives an idea of just how many babies have, have died um, since we started. And 217 based on statistics and so on in this country since I, since I loaded this page. 227, 230 babies have lost their lives in this country due to what, uh, you know, a group of men said was legal. So again, Roe v. Wade is not the law of the land. It cannot be the law of the land because these people that you're looking at right here, and if you're, again, listening, this is a picture of the the Supreme Court in 1972. Um, And one of the the biggest arguments that pro-choicers, pro-aborts, pro-murderers uh, like to use is if you don't have a, a uterus, you don't have a, you don't get to have an opinion. If you can't be pregnant, you can't have an opinion on on abortion. And my response to them is always, "Does that mean you're ready to overturn Roe v. Wade?" Because it is literally the opinion, and that's what was delivered. The court does not deliver the law of the land. They don't deliver a law. They give an opinion on the law, and then. It's supposed to be the Senate or the Congress or, you know, the legislative branch codifies these things into law. Roe v. Wade has never been codified into any kind of law. It's still just the opinion of nine people, none of whom have a uterus, not one uterus among them. You know, um, the, none of these are, are, are men who feel or women who feel manly so there there's no 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 uteri is that the plural it could be it is now so but the reason why all this is coming up why why cicely strong did um her uh goober the clown i completely forgot where i was going um is because the current there we go that's what i'm looking for (laughs) supreme court is about to hear and has heard some arguments on the Texas uh, abortion ban, which I believe is a six weeks, a, a heartbeat bill. And again, we look at these, these are incremental uh, bills, which as an abolitionist, I'm, I'm not 100% behind them because what it says is prior to a certain point, it's okay to kill a baby and you're, you're giving a, uh, a precedent 
to say at some point in time it's okay to kill a baby. We need to get laws that say abortion is just completely outlawed and illegal. Completely gone. No more. Because that's the only acceptable, because it's never acceptable to kill a baby before six weeks, before 16 weeks, before they can feel pain, before they can recognize it. None of those things make it a valid time to kill a baby. Once there is a, a fertilized egg coming down and implanting into the woman's womb, it is no longer a, a valid reason to ever kill that baby. The only time that there's a, a truly where mom's life is, is in danger and there's zero chance for that baby to ever develop to, to being born is ectopic pregnancy. And that's the only time. And then, then technically I wouldn't even consider it an abortion because, well, I, I, I guess I, I have to at some, in some sense, but there's no way a baby that is implanted into the fallopian tube is going to live. And mom, and so again, it's, it would be a death sentence for both. The reality is, is anytime mom's health is threatened, we do everything we can to save the mom, and if baby is lost in the process, then we mourn, but we never actively go in to kill the baby, right? Ectopic pregnancy would be the only place where there's any kind of exception to that rule. So again, I, I don't even know how I got off on that tangent, but, um, oh, incremental laws. And so the Supreme Court is about to hear more arguments on this, and we're we're hoping that the, the three uh, uh, justices placed there by Trump, which he promised us they would overturn Roe, we hope that they will side with life, but I'm, I'm, I'm not confident in any of that, in any of their ability to make a righteous decision for the life of a baby and overturn Roe. I'm, I'm not hopeful, but we'll see. But... Because of all this and all this coming up and happening, again, Cicely Tyson, or Tyson, not Cicely Tyson, there's a slip of the tongue, um, Cicely Strong um, appeared on Saturday, well, she's always on Saturday Night Live, but she was on the weekend update with, uh, with those, the two dudes dressed as a clown in order to share about her abortion that she had when she was 23 years old, and um, we'll jump into the video and we'll look at it and we'll stop it and we'll talk about it and blah, 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 right, as, as we go. Um, brace yourselves. Because this is, this is, the first time I watched it, I, I like, I literally was, was ready to cry. But this is vile. I mean, it just, I'm, I kid you not, it, it turns my stomach just thinking about hitting this button to start this video because it's so disgusting, so evil, reprehensible, despicable. I, I, there's, there is no justifiable word to describe what this is. So let's just, let's hit it. The Supreme Court heard arguments this week in Women's Whole Health v. Texas about the controversial Texas law that essentially bans all abortions after just six weeks. Here to cheer us up, well, this can't be right, Goober the Clown, who had an abortion when she was 23. Okay, so again, 
this law would ban abortions after six weeks. Again, as an abolitionist, I, I say that does not go far enough because what you're giving is a legal precedent to say by a codified law that it's okay to kill a baby before six weeks or before there's a heartbeat or before anything, but it's still a human baby and you're still murdering it no matter where it is in its level of, de- of development. So, Goober, you, you had an abortion when you were 23? Hey, whoa, slow down. I'm a clown. Let's clown around. Hey, smell the... As if this is an issue that... that... <laughs> I, 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 it's bad when the podcaster is speechless. But, I mean, what do you say to this? What do you say? What person sat down and went, okay, we're going to talk about the murder of babies and we're going to do it as a clown? And she explains why, and we'll, we'll talk about that reasoning here in a minute. But a flower. You're not going to squirt me, are you? Oh, I would never. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I had an abortion the day before my 23rd birthday. Okay. It, it seems like you do want to talk about your abortion. Well, actually, I really don't. But people keep bringing it up, so I got to keep talking about freaking abortion. But it's a rough subject, so we're going to do fun clown stuff to make it more palatable. Whee! Okay, so there's the, the reasoning to make it more palatable. Here's the problem. This is one of their arguments is that, well, it's not really a baby. It's not really a human life. It's, it's between a woman and her doctor, and, and, it, and, and it's a clump of cells, a bit of tissue, a product of conception. If it is not a baby and you are not actively murdering a child, why is it a rough subject? Why, if it's just a bit of tissue, nobody, nobody has a problem talking about a mole removal, Nobody has a problem. It's not a rough uh, subject to talk about having your tonsils taken out, your appendix taken out. It's not even a rough subject to talk about somebody having, uh, you know, cancerous tumor removed. I mean, I guess they would go into the whole issue of breast cancer as, again, not knowing why, you know, that's a rough subject or a, a hard topic to talk about. But none of these other issues, when tumor removals, any of these things, I mean, I never had anyone go, well, I, you know, my, my ingrown toenail removal is a very personal uh, decision between me and my doctor, and we should never have to talk about it. I mean, I, I did so many toenail removals and mole removals and stuff like that as a medic in the army, right? And no one ever was like, oh, this is, this is a really rough topic. T- subject of you know having this this part of my body removed and you know if it's really her body her choice and it's just a part of her body that's being removed this, the reason why they have to do this and they say we have to do this to 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 make it more palatable is they understand that this is murder and they're trying to find some way to justify it it's the same thing that I say every time I do a response to the Saints Unscripted videos and stuff, and they put these stupid little, you know, comedic video clips in the middle of something about polygamy or, or whatever. And what it is, it's to to make you go, oh, well, it's not that serious of an issue. I mean, obviously, it can't be that serious if, if we've got a clown talking about it, right? 
but then they admit the fact that it really is a serious issue and that's why they're going to literally make a mockery of it by bringing out this lady who I'm assuming this is actually her story of having an abortion the day before her 23rd birthday. And in order to do it and not have it be a rough subject, she's going to come out as a clown. Hey, what's a balloon animal? You want a giraffe? Okay. Who's Cecily? I'm Goober. And I wish I didn't have to do this because the abortion I had at 23 is my personal clown business. But that's all some people in this country want to discuss all the time. Even though clown abortion was legalized in Clown v. Wade in 1973. Okay, no, it was not legalized. Again, Roe v. Wade is not a law. It's an opinion. The The court said that, that you know, uh, according to privacy and, and some other off-the-wall reasoning behind allowing ladies to murder the children living within their wombs. It's not a law. It's not a law. It's an opinion. And again, to, to, you know, why, okay, if, it's, if, if murdering your baby is your own personal uh, business, well, how come we're, we're, you know, we don't say, well, murder? Uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, what's going on? I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit. Kyle Rittenhouse and all this stuff. I mean, isn't that just his own personal business? The, the, the shots that were fired that killed a couple of people in defense of his own life, isn't that his own personal business? His health was, in thre- was threatened. You know, he was going to be inconvenienced by them trying to kill him. Right? I mean, how come it's not just as, as valid a, a reasoning for abortion, you know, so he could, you know, potentially be a clown on TV in 20-some years? Right? That he had to he had to do what he had to do, and it was his own personal. But why is it not that? Why is it why why do the the standards not connect to each other? Why why are we missing any kind of consistency in worldview here? Here. Can you stop saying clown abortion? What is this? I don't, it's a worm. I don't know. Hey hey, did you know one in three clowns will have a clown abortion in her lifetime? You don't, because they don't tell you. They don't even know how to talk to other clowns about it. Because when they do talk about it, if you were a clown who wasn't the victim of something sad like clown sass, they think your clown abortion wasn't a righteous clown abortion. I mean, what the dick is that? Again, so we're going to these stats. Oh, two out of three will have an... That doesn't make it right. I mean, if, if two out of three people murdered other people, I mean, two out of three men raped women, would we go, oh, well, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about, but it, you know, it, it happens all the time, right? No, we would not. It, it, just because it happens, and, and, and I don't know if I agree with the statistics or not, but, you know, so be it, Um they're whatever, wherever they're getting their numbers from. I wasn't, I didn't look that up, so I don't know. But supposedly, here's their numbers. And again, why is it that you can't talk about it? I mean, if it's just a, a, a clump of cells, if it's just a bit of tissue, why is it so hard to talk about it? Is it the fact that you recognize that you have taken the baby that was growing inside of you and murdered it and left it to find its final resting place in a red trash bag lab- labeled biohazardous waste? 
Is that why it might be a little bit hard to talk about? Because you recognize the, that it is not righteous ever. Even in, in the, in, even in the case of clown cest, right? I mean, when do we murder a child, execute a child for the crime of the father? Never. Except in abortion. I don't think you can say that word on the show. What, abortion? Well, I guess kind of. You know, it's funny, Colin. We're having fun. Just laugh. Hey, pull my finger. No. Laugh. I need it. I need you to laugh so hard. Like the way I laugh when the doctor asked if I got pregnant on the way over to the clinic because I wasn't very far along. And that is one of my favorite jokes to this day. Okay. So, again, a doctor that would say that is horrible. It's horrifying that you would even come up with a doctor who would say something like that. Because, again, most women don't even know that they're pregnant until they're at least four weeks along or probably to six weeks. Because, I mean, how how late do you have to be on your period before you start to worry? I mean, I've known people who, who weren't even concerned until they were up to two weeks late. That's six weeks. At that point, your baby has a heartbeat and and is developing spinal cord and nerve endings and all these things are starting to develop before women realize that they're actually pregnant because they're like, Oh, well, I'm only a couple days late. Oh, we'll wait. We'll wait. You know? And even if you, even if you're two days late, you're generally at about four weeks at that point. So for a doctor to go, Oh, did you get pregnant on your way over here? Cause you're not very far along. You are four weeks at least most women know, unless you're just going in the day after you had sex, just in case. And if that's the case, I mean, again, you're, you're defeating the argument where, no, women don't just use abortion for birth control. Yes, they do. I mean, I had an interaction with a lady this last Friday who was proud of the two babies that she murdered because she's not selfish. How the heck are you not selfish when you put your convenience over that baby's life? That's the epitome of selfishness. And Cicely will get to the point to defining her selfishness and why she killed her baby. I love that joke. It's such a good joke. Not like a funny ha-ha joke, but like a funny you're not an awful person and your life isn't over now joke. The best time. A honka honka. So, having a baby means your life is over? Really? Again, this comes back to Obama talking about, you know, I don't want my daughters punished with with having a child. Whenever is childbirth considered punishment? What? What? I mean, you, you say those things and then children like my daughter hear that and they think that they were a punishment to their parents? Right? I mean, you're so, you know, self-esteem and affirming talk and stuff like that, but yet you'll make statements like a baby will ruin your life. Your life is over because of a baby. How many kids hear that and go, oh, my mom's dad's life is over because of me. You know, again, if you're going to be consistent in your worldview, you have to follow along these lines. I can't help but think that this is 
this is in some way God going, I'm not going to allow you to mock this, this horrifying event with, and, you know, making, I mean, as simple as that. Maybe I'm stretching my imagination, but. I'm not a clown. And in the waiting room, they had a little guest book where all the clowns could write their clown abortion story for the next clown to read it so she wouldn't feel so alone. A wooga! And then years later, you'll be at a dinner with a big group of clowns. One clown will go out on a limb and say she's had an abortion. And then like eight other clowns at the table say they've had an abortion too, because that's how common it is. And then everyone's excited. So again, because it's common, I mean, how common is rape? I mean, everybody talks about we have a rape culture. Do we just let it go because it's common? No, it's wrong. And a a man who rapes a woman, who takes advantage of a woman, should be put to death. But again, what is rape? It's doing something to somebody else's body without their consent. Something vile and violent to someone else's body without their consent, which is exactly what abortion is. You're doing something horrible to that baby's body with no consent. You know, the argument of my body, my choice is such a fallacy when in reality it's the baby's body, no choice. I'm relieved to be talking about it. Then it's like, wow, we kept this secret for so long despite being so grateful it happened. Honka, honka, honka. <laughs> so, I'm sweet. Are, are clowns really women? Excuse me? Wow, okay, Colin Joes thinks women are clowns. Cool. Let me do some helium. Okay, Colin, here's my truth. Her truth. Okay, it's her truth. Again, truth by definition is absolute. That's my statement, quoted in in multiple places. I take credit for that. Truth by definition is absolute. Anything else is just an opinion. Truth is that which coincides with reality. That's a definition that I heard from, uh, I don't know, someone else, uh, Josh McDowell, somebody. Um, But um, completely, her truth is her truth, and she's going to tell us her truth. But again, if it doesn't coincide with what is true, actually true, then it's her opinion. I know I wouldn't be a clown on TV here today if it weren't for the abortion I had the day before my 23rd birth. So thank you. So again, this is so reprehensible. It's so contradictory to the gospel that Jesus went to the cross to lay down his life so that we could be forgiven. But yet these women are sacrificing the lives of their babies for their convenience so they can be a freaking clown on TV 14 years later, at 37 years old. So no, you would, you, maybe you wouldn't be a clown. Maybe you would. I mean, how many clowns on TV have 14-year-old kids? 13-year-old kids. So no, instead you're a clown on TV and you're the mother of a baby that was murdered thir- 14 years ago. Just so you could be a clown on TV. Clowns have been helping each other and their pregnancies since the caves. It's going to happen, so it ought to be safe, legal, and acceptable. We will not go back to the alley. I mean, the last thing anyone wants is a bunch of dead clowns in a dark alley. Okay, and again, here's another. This is a statistic that is so bogus, so 
inflated by the by the left in order to make this argument do some research and look to see there were not thousands upon thousands of women who were dead in alleys because of, of back alley abortions literally back alley abortions were going through a back door into an actual medical clinic and having an actual abortion after hours they weren't done in the back alleys that is that's that's what you call yellow journalism that is an absolute lie in order to push forward your own narrative, which is false, which is an absolute lie. Now, is it possible that, yes, some women took extreme drastic measures and, and, and hurt themselves and not you know, permanently damaged or died because of, of this? It, it's absolutely possible, but it's not the same statistic that they make out. Doctors were making out like fat cats, letting people in through the back door and doing this after hours off the books. And that's how they were called back alley abortions. They weren't laying down on the wet, damp concrete in the back alley and a guy coming at him with a freaking butcher knife or a coat hanger. Again, we get so much crap for, for putting out graphic pictures of babies that are ripped apart surgically in the womb. But yet they continue to push forward this false narrative of ladies with coat hangers in, in back alleys. Goober the clown, everyone. Yeah, better disable comments on this one. Yeah, you know, you can't disable these comments on this one. So again, here, I wouldn't be a clown. Just listen to yourself and imagine telling your 13-year-old child, those things. Imagine, Sicily, imagine looking at your 13-year-old child and going, I had you killed so that I could be a freaking clown on TV. I had you murdered so I could be a clown on TV. And then, and then you get Alyssa Milano in an interview, somebody Rolling Stone somewhere, somewhere along the line, and talking about abortions and so on, and miscarriages and things like that. One, she said that she felt like her miscarriages were punishment for the abortions she had had years ago. Could be, maybe, I don't know. God does what God's going to do for God's reasons and he's sovereign. Um, I would say if I, if I thought she was a believer, then no, because punishment was, was executed on Jesus Christ on the cross. God will discipline his children, but he doesn't punish them for their sins in the way that punishment is required for those sins. Those who believe and have repented and put their faith in Christ because those sins were punished on Christ. So, but the, the, the statement that she said that just really um, set me off and I really wanted to talk about it. And it, again, it comes back to the way that we view life. As she says, and this is quote, after going through therapy, after giving birth to Milo, and remembering that one moment of feeling like I was being held down and had things being done to me that I didn't want to me was very reminiscent of being sexually assaulted, unquote, she says. So 
again, I can't imagine her, her son Milo is 10. At some point in time, this is going to come up and he's going to hear this and he's going to go, really, mom? Me being born, you felt like that was reminiscent to being sexually assaulted? The joy of motherhood, the joy of giving birth. Every other mother I know. I mean, was labor hard? Absolutely. Was it painful? Sure. Does all that dissolve the moment they they hold their baby? Absolutely. If it didn't, we'd all be only kids. We'd all be only children. If God did not give the grace for mom to look down on her baby and go and, and forget this, but to compare it to being sexually assaulted? What this comes from is, is again, I, I lay all this out at the feet of the evolutionists and the atheists who fought to have prayer and, and God removed from public schools and, and teaching children that they are made in the image of God, instead teaching them that they're nothing more than highly evolved animals and then expecting them not to act like it. Alyssa Milano has no respect for the sanctity or the joy of human life because to her, it's just animals. It's just, you know, again, this was just a clump of cells that's, that happened to survive that she allowed to survive to actually go through the magic birth canal in order to become a human. You know, that six inch, uh, uh, passageway that suddenly bestows from not human to human, from not a baby to a baby. And it's because there's no, and she even says she, she was raised Catholic and that's why she thought this was some kind of punishment, but still not recognizing the joy of, of childbirth and the joy of motherhood. And instead takes that and, and compares it to being assaulted. And that just broke my heart because this is what. This is what the gospel does. This is what the gospel of Jesus Christ does, is it will change those hearts. Those ladies, Cicely Strong's and Alyssa Milano's and uh, Chelsea Handler's and all these women who stand up and, and boldly proclaim, you know, Michelle Wolf and Lena Dunham and all these other people that just so proudly proclaim, I murdered my baby. I have no no... Uh, no compassion for human life. I have, I have no understanding of the sanctity of life. And if all they would do is turn in repentance to Christ, if they would hear and listen to the gospel that Jesus went to the cross, God in the flesh came to earth, lived a perfect life, actively obedient to every one of God's laws, and went to the cross to pay the penalty for, yes, their sin, even the sin of murdering their babies. Jesus bore that cross, that, that sin upon the cross, and paid that penalty. And all they have to do, I have no delusions that any of them will see this video. But my hope would be that somehow, some way, they would hear these words, repent and trust Christ. And let the Holy Spirit change your heart. 
Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, changing the way you think, literally the meaning of the word repentance, metanoia. Turning from your sin and allowing God to take that heart of stone that would say that that baby in my womb is nothing more than a clump of cells or a product of conception and let God replace that with a heart of, of flesh that is filled with compassion and love towards that baby. From the minute it's growing, the minute you know it's there until the moment it is born and all the way through their life. Because again, if you can't accept that it was a baby then, do you really truly believe it's a human now? I mean, if it's a clump of cells then, we're all clumps of cells now. And again, we come back to that whole place where we can't say that anything is wrong. Because what's wrong with, you know, stardust violating stardust? What's wrong with one clump of cells murdering another clump of cells? Because you made an excuse for it up to a certain point. Why can't we make an excuse for it for the rest of our lives? I'm bigger than you. I should be able to kill you. But God changes that. Repentance changes that. The Holy Spirit drawing you, convicting you of your sin and drawing you to repentance of faith in Christ can change all of that. And that is my hope for all of these women and any other women who might happen to come across this video. Every woman that I have a conversation with at the abortion mill in Salt Lake City on Friday mornings, my hope is that they will repent and put their trust in Christ. So they won't find themselves being part of these statistics. 2,691 babies dead since we started this video murdered in this country because there's no sanctity to human life and the lies that are told to convince these women that it's okay to murder their babies in the womb go on and on and on and I pray that it'll stop I pray that this Supreme Court will make the right decision overturn Roe, the states will begin to outlaw abortion and that women will turn to organizations like Voice for the Voiceless that will help them raise their baby give their baby for adoption that potentially that some of these women would, would give a baby to, that my wife and I could adopt that my daughter could have a little brother or sister. And that we could see that joy of that life coming to fruition and growing and, and living. That's my prayer. So thanks guys for uh, taking part in this with me. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Till next time. Soli Deo Gloria.